Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind the scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, food friends. I'm so excited to have you tuning in today as you're joining in on a conversation with my food friend Malak Ben Hamida and I as we are talking about Oh My Gum, your new favorite gum, and we're diving into their journey. So Malak, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Much for having me. Love being here. Okay, can you tell everyone what is Oh My Gum and why do they need this in their life? Okay, I'll try to be very brief. Okay, so Oh My Gum is plant-based, plastic-free, and biodegradable chewing gum. And you should all have it in your life because normal, regular chewing gum is made of plastic. And if you don't want to chew on plastic, it's uh, you have a choice to switch to an eco-friendly, yummy, and super stylish alternative that is Oh My Gum that is available in mint and cinnamon. And you will die for someone to say, do you have some gum? And you'll want to put it out of your bag and say, actually, I do. <laughs> that is Oh My Gum. I love that. And you're so right. Like the packaging is incredible, is beautiful. And I, I can't wait for the world to be open, to be at an event and someone to ask me for gum. So I can be like, yes, try this. It's such a different user experience, which I definitely want to get into. First, let's talk about the fact that we're basically chewing on plastic when we're chewing on regular gum. When I learned that and I learned that from you guys, I was kind of mortified, like, to be honest, like actually kind of mortified. And it makes sense. We see gum stuck to something. Exactly. Years. So how did you kind of come across this? And I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, that's gross. And they don't do anything. What lit you up to actually do something about it? Well, it's it's, it's divine timing in the sense that quite a few things came nicely together. So I was I think it's I've always been relatively very healthy and relatively eco-conscious always opting for like the healthier better than for you option when it comes to food and other things in my life and I was in the supermarket one day and I was looking at the and also side note aside from being healthy and eco-conscious I'm also like a sucker for packaging and branding so that is also another element that's part that I never knew, could fuse those two things together to become who I am now but yeah 
So I was sitting, I was on the queue, like the longest queue in the supermarket ever, luckily, because it got me thinking. And I was just looking at all the alternatives. So there was like chocolates and there were all these different variations of chocolates, the free from, dairy, you know, gluten, nuts, everything. And then you have these healthier options. And then there was just chewing gum. And I was just like, I was like, ew, why does it look like that? <laughs> why is everything else speaking to me kind of? And that isn't. And it's been the, the same thing. All I remember, like my mom had that gum. My grandma had that gum. I had mm. that gum. Like it's been the same. And I'm like, and it's, so I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like why does A, chewing gum still look like that? And B, what is it actually made of? Like why isn't there, like other than just having a sugar-free option, why isn't there something else? And I was looking at the ingredients. I'm like, these all look really long and really confusing. And surely there needs to be like a more simpler version. So I just looked up, I was just like, okay, what is chewing gum actually made of? I was like, oh my God, (laughs) there's a lot more to do than just the packaging here. There's like the, um, like the whole product element, like people. And I thought I was like relatively well-read person in the space. Like I'll tell you, oh no, don't have that product because it got this nasty stuff in it. That Mm -hmm. So I would always be like a little more aware than like the average person in in a certain, you know, when it came to food. And I had no clue about plastic and gum, Mm -hmm. like no clue i was like okay this and then it dawns on you that it, like you said it makes sense you see it on the street and you're like it makes sense it's made of plastic you see it on the street it doesn't break down it takes our money the tax in the uk for instance i'm not sure what the stats are for other countries but in the uk it's cost our government 60 to 100 million pounds a year to remove off the street what yeah oh my gosh that's yeah. wild when you think about that exactly so i was like okay so Lots of things going on here. We have a product that's got lots of plastic in it and there is the option for it to be plastic free. So need to tackle that. And we also need to have a brand that is not just better for you because I just found the other natural alternatives. I was like, okay, maybe I can just buy it. None of them really spoke to me. And I was like, this is exciting. And I had just quit my job to in order to like start a business. And I was going to do it more in the field of what I was in before, which was uh, fashion recruitment. And I was going to do like a fashion tech company thing, but it wasn't really like getting me buzzing. And this Googling this gum stuff got me, but like I found myself, it was like 8 a.m. And I all of a sudden it was like 8 p.m. And all I'd done was like Google gum. I'm like, this is it. This is my calling. This is what I have to do. It's gum. <laughs> that is so awesome. Like you saw the problem in so many different areas and it just pulled you in. I think that's a really good sign that you're on the right path, especially you were like thinking you were going somewhere else. But when you're kind of obsessed with things, yeah, that's a good thing, right? Like you it's have so- to be. Exactly. I was completely fixated and it was, I just found it so interesting. I was like, how does, guys, do you know what I found out today? And it was my mom's birthday. And I called her, I was like, like literally just two seconds saying happy, wishing her happy birthday. I was like, she was like, how are you? I was like, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well. I've got my business idea. <laughs> okay. So you've got this business idea. You're like, there yeah. is a huge need here. Not only is there not a plastic free option or the ones that are there they're that kind of hippie granola type look not necessarily the chic type look that you know coming from fashion is where you are how did you bring that all to life like you're not a food scientist had you ever worked in the consumer packaged goods industry before not really very short is I had a bit of an idea on the FMCG space in the sense that I worked in recruitment at the beginning on an agency side and I had some FMCG clients some some fashion and retail and lifestyle clients for a few months I covered all those sectors so I had an idea in terms of like yeah this is the structure there are wholesalers there are distributors there are key account managers like I had an idea about like the corporate structure in an FMCG business the caliber of FMCG candidates etc and how they work but 
my fashion and lifestyle clients took over and that's what I spent the rest of my fashion recruitment career doing so but in terms of like how to make a product how to even like find a barcode (laughs) how to do packaging (laughs) no I had no idea I came from like a background where I was basically just dealing with people dealing with accounts dealing with business so no it was a big learning curve in terms of how do I operate in this industry? So yeah, no, I had not come from a food background. I wonder sometimes how much my life would have been easier if I had. <laughs> but like, okay, so then how did you how did you bring this to life? Was Google still your best friend? Like, how did oh. you find a food scientist to do this? And what did that okay. process look like? Because you're you're accepting a category, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was. I mean, it took thirteen months. So it was a lot of work getting from like me jotting down my ideas on my mom's birthday to me having my first prototype in hand took a year, 13 months. It was a long process. And yes, a lot of it was Google was my best friend for a very long time. I also picked the brains of every single human being I met in any industry. So because they could say, well, my wife or my friend or my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever they do this. And then that might be to a conversation of that. So like, for example, my husband would tell people at work and they would say, oh, my best friend just launched this cookie business. And they know they didn't come from the food space. So maybe you should hook them up and then they can speak. And then you understand about the different networking groups, the different exhibitions, etc. So I spoke to everyone and I picked people's brains in different areas, finance, IT supply chain like ask people until I think they just wanted to get rid of me I went to a lot of exhibitions like every food exhibition that was in town I would Mm -hmm. go to and just research like and I'd go up to the founders and be like oh you know I'm researching my business how did you get started how did you find your manufacturer how did you find this packaging designer what did this what factors do I need to take into account like I would ask them again a million questions so that's in terms of the business ops side of things picking everyone's brains doing my research with exhibition and googling everything and then when it came to the product I tried to make it in my kitchen failed sacrificed a lot of pots and pans gum sticks and does not get removed and then I just again I had to get contact a lot of partners I mean I had an idea it's a very specific idea on what I mean what a product I wanted I tasted every natural chewing gum on the market I, I went on Amazon I spent 200 pounds and I tasted every single chewing gum brand and did like a little swat for each and every one <laughs> And I was like, okay, so this is the flavor profile that I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is in terms of product. This is what I need. Yeah. And then I just Googled, went on, tried to find the right manufacturer. So then when I go to, I'd go to like food exhibitor lists. So say, for example, now in the US, you told me about there's Expo West. So I'd go on Expo West. I'd look at all the exhibitors that were there, which one of them fell into like, like which one of them were manufacturers, for instance, or which one of them were distributors, which one of them were wholesalers. And that would, one thing would lead to another because I'd pick up the phone and call because I come from this commercial background. I have no shame in like picking up the phone and calling a company <laughs> and asking a lot of questions. So I called them up and they'd be like, oh, actually we don't do this. We, because my problem was finding someone that made plastic free gum and it's such a niche space. It still is. They would be like, oh no, we make just, we just make regular gum. We are, the quantities for plastic free natural gum don't justify us and we have some technical issues it sticks to our machines etc etc I'm like okay well do you know anyone who does like like just tell me one person can you know lead you to something else so a million and one failed phone calls and emails uh later I finally narrowed it down to two and went with the one that I've connected the most with and had like good trusting relationship and we clicked and I went to visit them back when you could visit people (laughs) and uh yeah decided that they were going to be the right partner for me we had a lot of trial and error when it came to the product like a lot the thing with chewing gum is because my chewing gum is not made with plastic 
getting a flavor that lasts a decent amount of time is it's tough. So we spent a lot of money and time trying to get the right long last, as long lasting as it can be for natural trimming gum. And so, yeah, so that is, that's my 13 months in a nutshell. <laughs> Got it. But I mean, so first of all, I, I've tried the gum. It's fantastic for anyone who's wondering like, oh, what is this? It tastes like a very cinnamony, beautiful cinnamon and a beautiful mint. The flavor yeah. lasts and it's got like the same mouthfeel as, yeah. you know, a regular gum. It's, it's it's a nicer mouthfeel, I would say, yeah. than a traditional chewing gum, which is enjoyable. Yeah, thank I feel you. Like, like it's interesting because your packaging and for anyone who does not know, oh, my gum, go check them out. Oh, my gum. You know, when you look at the packaging, your brand was, as a whole is very elegant. It's very chic. It's very feminine. Mm-hmm. And when you actually experience the product, I feel like it really has those same type of qualities. It's not oh. like a, like, you know, like honking on it you know what I mean like you're not like really going at it it's like a delicate experience which I think is so important and I don't know if that was by design or just based on the fact that without plastic heck your teeth aren't like stuck together all the time but it works really beautifully together thank you yeah thank you yeah no that was that was definitely part of the 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 process like it all needed to be consistent it all needed to come part of like the user experience of like you see the product and it's kind of comes full circle with the flavor and the chewing experience but yeah and at the funny thing is I developed within those crazy 13 months I developed the packaging before I developed the product good <laughs> good okay so talk to me about that because the packaging is beautiful did you have this was this the first rendition of it were you like did you have this vision before you went to a designer or yeah. what did that look like because you definitely stand out thank you thank you no I had a very clear idea on what I wanted the brand to look like so before I mean I knew there were so many elements that I had to figure out for myself. Like I mentioned, like the fact that actually making the product, how the supply chain, the ops, all of that, the finance, everything. But what I definitely knew from the get-go when I had my idea was what my brand would look like. I wanted it to be elegant, chic, stylish. There was nothing. Like if I wanted to buy a, fa- a nice gourmet chocolate or a nice fine chocolate for a friend as a gift, I could get it. If I wanted to get some nice fancy sweets, you could get But there was nothing in gum. So for me, I really wanted the packaging. A, I'm a sucker for it, and B, the market needed it. I thought, based on me and my friend, my, my me and my friend's taste, there wasn't really an extensive market study. I just, I'd like to, but I really want, and I, I, I love the sort of the pastel color palette. So I was like, that speaks to me. It goes really beautiful, beautifully together. It goes nicely on digital. So you know, if we're doing gum for the gram you know, it needs to have like those types of colors. So I was like, yeah, we're having a pastel color palette. My primary color is definitely going to be pink because I'm targeting sort of like that. I wanted it to come from the beauty sector essentially. Mm. So I went on Pinterest and I mood boarded every single beauty brand that I wanted it to look like. So I was like, okay, if this beauty brand made chewing gum, that that's what I wanted to design. So I created that, that, that Pinterest board and it just, I mean, I worked very, very quickly realized, yeah, there's like gold, uh, mint, uh, pastel mint, pastel pink all over the Pinterest. That's the color scheme. And any other flavor we develop, because, you know, you don't normally associate like a baby pink with a cinnamon. Normally red is the cinnamon color. But I wanted to go away from all the bold colors from the market because what currently stands is like really bold, bright, not so what I don't personally find attractive. So I wanted it to be go completely opposite and do pastel colors gold inspired by beauty packaging and that I had a very clear idea on and it needed to look slick and something that you would so if I think of my consumer they're very they're very design oriented they love 
everything in their life to look pretty and look good and also do good. So if they're taking like your phone, your wallet, your keys, uh, you know, you've got a nice keychain, you've got a nice phone case, uh, you've got a nice card holder, whatever. And then you've got a picture of your gum and that kind of didn't fit, right? That, you, you know, if you think before, like that wouldn't just fit. You wouldn't take your phone out and be like, oh yeah, that I'm going to include that in my flat lay. You just no. wouldn't. And so I was designing of like, okay, if I was to, to design it, is it something I would take my phone out and snap? And that is also something I had to bear in mind along with the color scheme. So it needed to be grammable, basically, for lack of a better word. I think and that's so needed today, though. Like, that's really needed because we live in this world where people want to engage with our brands from a visual perspective. It needs to look yeah. good for that. We want to connect with it. It's We're yeah. out of the functional, like just yes. purely functional. And, exactly. And that is a really big piece. So to start with that thought in mind and think about what is that experience going to look like, I yeah. think is really powerful. And I love that you gained inspiration from outside of your category. Yeah, yeah exactly. It looks like it could fit in the beauty aisle, which is like, when it looks like this, it very well could. It could be in boots right next to like Exactly. Exactly. And that was another point of mine is that I didn't want it just to be sold within your, you know, your food stores. Your fine. I wanted it to be in like a yoga studio or a Pilates studio or a spa or there is, no, you know, or like your boots. So it needed to fit across these different sales channels. And sort of back to your thing of like, how did I sort of create it? You know, I was speaking again to a friend because I always say speak to people, even if you don't think they're not in the industry themselves, they might know someone who is. And I was speaking to a friend and she is like a clinical psychologist. She's nowhere near like the commercial world. And I said, yeah, I've, cre I, she said, oh, how's your business going? And I said, well, I'm, I'm developing it and I've got this amazing like idea in terms of how I want it to look, but I really need help with a designer because I don't know how to use anything on Adobe Suite. And she said, Oh, funny you say that my uh boyfriend's best friend's thingy she's uh she's been a beauty designer and now she's just gone freelance uh, like, should I connect you to I was like yes connect me and then we clicked she knew exactly like she did her own mood board before she met me I and then I was and we'd even like pin the same things on Pinterest so I was like listen we're definitely working together you get me we speak the same visual language done so yeah so that's how it all came about Okay, so this this is moving fast. 13 months, we're moving fast. We've got the product. We're revolutionizing this category. We've got a great design going on here. How were you managing these 13 months in terms of some of the ups and downs that happened? You know, like, especially finding a manufacturer to do this, yeah. like bringing this all to life. How were you managing the vision of this is going to disrupt the category. We need to make it happen. But oh my gosh, there are hurdles along the way. How'd you, how'd you keep your head on straight and keep going towards <sighs> that vision? Well, yes, it was definitely tough because I'd, yeah, it was hard and like the hardest thing about starting the business, apart from figuring it out, is the emotional piece, right? Because you're doing it on your own. And I was working from home. Back then, no one else was working from home. Now they are, so they kind of get it. But yeah, you, I, I definitely had, I, I, I'm not much of a crier, but God, did I cry a lot during those first few months. <laughs> I really, I'm, not, I'm normally like quite like head on. Yeah, whatever, let's move on. But it's, it's tough. It's lonely and it's just you and your vision and your mood board and your paper mock-ups and your prototypes, especially me. I had the packaging all sorted before I had my product. And I just, I think it was mainly surrounding myself with positive people. So I have my little cheerleader gang that I lean on for emotional support. So I'd call them and be like, okay, having a bad day 
just give me a little pep talk. So, you know, not being scared to really tell your friends, okay, I'm feeling down, big me up today, please, I need it. <laughs> and also remembering the bigger picture. So I, for me, the fuel, I was so, I still am very, very passionate about making chewing gum cool and eco again and taking it back to its plant-based roots and style. And to get there, I needed to go, I needed to experience these bumps. They were just part of, you know, imagine you were going on holiday and there was like turbulence on the plane. You still want to go on holiday. So you're just going <laughs> to, you're just going to really hold, if you're not alone, if you're with a, traveling with a friend, you just grab their friend's hand really tight and you say, you know, hold on to me while we go through this turbulence together. But you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be in like, I don't know, Tulum on a beach and it'll be fine. So that's kind of like how I would compare it. That would be probably the best analogy. But it was definitely, yeah, it, now I know when people say like, oh, it's really tough starting a business. They're not actually referring to like the technicalities. It's, that's the, that you can delegate. But really like the internal emotional bit of like getting yourself to say, okay, it's fine. You can do this. You've got this. You're getting there. You're on your holiday towards your holiday destination analogy. You're it's fine. That takes a while. And yes, I was just very, uh, I just had to keep reminding myself it's okay this is just part of the journey you'll get there and even when you do get there it never ends there are always bumps on the road so yeah lean on your friends remind yourself of the end goal and break it up so it doesn't get overwhelming would be sort of my three key tips from that I love that that's such a great analogy for people to think of it's like there's going to be turbulence it's going to be bumpy <laughs> even when you're on holiday when you land you know you might lose your baggage that's all right you know yeah you still exactly. have a great time you got to just like get past it there's going to be bumps and keep going for that like vision that you're chasing and especially when you have this vision around you know really sh shifting something to that yeah. needs to be shifted in a number of different ways it makes it uh, it can make it easier for yeah. sure and help pull you back up when you you know hit the ground like everyone does on the journey exactly yeah no no definitely anything that you know now that you wish you had figured out earlier on the journey quite a lot I'm trying to think which one would probably be the biggest one I would say delegate I, I wish I had delegated some things earlier on I would catch I was like this is my baby this is my own I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak and I'm like I want to do everything initially I even wanted to do the design myself and then I downloaded Adobe I'm like yeah I'm not going to spend months trying to figure this out I might as well outsource but I think even like I wanted to do I still want to do like for example I'm like oh I want to do everything myself like the sales myself the website myself the blah 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 and then I'll learn and then I'll delegate and actually I'd probably say earlier on it's okay you know you can delegate things so for example with sales initially I would do everything direct when we started selling and it's actually fine to appoint a, a, a sales agency or a distributor it's fine to do that you don't have to wait until you've figured it out and then delegate it to someone else you can delegate the right people earlier I would say so yeah that's what I would probably do differently is not hold on to everything for dear life until I realize that I can't do it all myself. I think I think that that makes a lot of sense. Delegating can make things a lot easier, but I get it. It is your baby. You want to direct it in a certain way for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And then when I found out, like, for example, my designer, she's amazing. I'm like, okay, this is what it's like to work with good people. They make your life easier. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they do a key. great job. They make your life easier. And it's amazing. So if I find like the equivalent of that in another function, let's say, it's not a headache. Like that's the point of like delegating to the right people that get it. So yeah. So I think I, if I had known a bit more, I might have like delegated some PR activities to like a PR man professional that had an extensive network of journalists, like way more because that's been their job for X amount of years. And they could have done some more press coverage for me, which was definitely going to be better than what I had sourced for myself. So yeah. 
I'd say, yeah, I would have delegated a bit more and, and really said, okay, this is what I can do. And this is what needs to be delegated. Got it. You can stay in that CEO role. Yeah. <laughs> That visionary, yeah. Okay, so where can people find you right now? So uh, our site, uh, our global e-store, ohmygum.com. We deliver everywhere globally. So yeah, wherever you are. And if Royal Mail ships there, you'll get your Oh My Gum package. <laughs> yeah, we have our mint and cinnamon boxes. They come in either the squad box, which is packet pack, uh, box of four, or the perfect 10, which is 10. And then on Instagram is where you can see everything that we get up to on o.my.gum on Instagram. Awesome. Well, everyone should definitely go check them out and get this because seriously, you do not need to be eating plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's quite quite disturbing when you think about it and it's fantastic and for like the planet for yourself and it just feels good I feel good having this next to me on my desk versus <laughs> you know I think of the gum it's in like a plastic tube and it's yeah. so utilitarian or like this plastic piece and you just crunch them out it's like not a good user experience I feel wonderful when I have this it's um, amazing this made my day thank you I'm so happy to hear this well thank you for introducing this to the market so people can get a healthier product and a product that allows them to have a great experience through it all. I'm so excited to watch you guys grow and to see you you continue on your journey and shake up the gum market. So Malak, thank you so much for sharing your journey today (laughs) and look forward to watching you grow. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I, yeah, I look forward to having you all watch the gum category become fun and cool and stylish again and something that you would be proud to offer someone. Thank goodness. Uh, Thank goodness for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.